the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Welcome to Life in Colorado. I'm Mark Howington, and with me, Dr. Carl Clark, President CEO of Mental Health Center of Denver. First of all, Dr. Clark, welcome to Life in Colorado. Well, thank you, Mark, and thanks for approaching this topic, it's really important. It is important. You know, as I think about, and as you and I were talking before we started recording, one of the things that I think everyone has experienced, and when I say everyone, I think I mean everyone, including the cat and the dog and the hamster and the parakeets, um, stress, especially because of COVID. And this pandemic has affected the entire world but it really has affected people's mental health as well and their well-being. So let's start there because uh, I think everyone listening right now can really relate to that. So talk about that. Yes. Well, I agree with you, Mark. The uh, pandemic has impacted the well-being of everybody. And if we think about it, uh, when we talk about mental health, a lot of times people go straight to the concept of mental illness. But we all have mental health, right? We're all on a continuum. Um, Some folks are doing just fine. Some people are thriving. And some, through stress, you know, um, are not doing as well. And so I want to talk a little bit just about what stress is. Um, For something to be stressful, three things need to be present. Um, One is um, we have a physiologic response, right? Our body has a reaction. Um, our heart rate goes up, you know, we feel a sense of nervousness, um, and there's a variety of things. It's sort of our fight or flight response. But that in itself doesn't mean something stressful that we're having a reaction because we kind of have that reaction when we're doing something fun and exciting. Sure, it's just like yeah, being alive, yeah. yeah. Right. So, so, so you have a physical reaction. The second thing that makes something stressful is you would avoid it if you could, like this pandemic. Like we all would have avoided it if we could. Uh, And then the third thing for something to be stressful is you don't feel like you have any control over it. Um, So those three elements are when we're experiencing stress. Now, Dr. Clark, as you're talking, I'm I'm thinking of multiple areas in my life where I can check all three boxes. So what does that mean? Well, you know, so when we're feeling stressful, Um, it's our body's way of letting us know there's something really important to us that's awry, like something that we need to pay attention to. And when we're in that stress state, it's actually in the amygdala part of the brain, our fight or flight response, where, um, you know, we want to get away from it, right? And the best thing that we can do when we're feeling stress is to actually acknowledge it, to say, I'm stressed. And when we do that, it moves the stress from the reactive part of the brain to our frontal lobes where we can start problem solving. 
And it's like, well, what am I stressed about? Like, what's important to me that's awry right now? And then that kind of winds up falling into two categories, things that we can get control over and then things that we actually can't get control over. I think, I think you just described the serenity prayer. God, God help me. Uh, what, what, is, what is it? Find the, find the strength to, uh, to accept the things I can't control and the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I, no, I'm not sure I got that word for yeah, word. Yeah. But, but it, yeah, it's, it's, so there is some things then and that you feel stress over that you can do something about. And then there are other things that you can't. So let's let's take those two roads for a second. How about those things that you, you can do something about? Yeah, so what it is, you know, it's like, what's that important thing? And I know for me, as an example, when the pandemic first hit, going to the grocery store was stressful, right? <laughs> you know, and but I learned what I needed to do to keep myself safe, right? You know, wear a mask, don't touch your face. Wash your hands, stay a social distance away from other people. So there's a way that you can, if you start unpacking the stress, of looking at what are the things that I can control over this. Um, so that's one thing. The, the other is where uh, we don't have any control. This sort of the hypothetical stress. What if I die from COVID? You know, well, you know, I'm going to do my best not to get it, but if I do and I do die, what do I want to happen? You know, what do I want for my family? What do I want, you know, if that should occur? And that gives you some sense of control. Even though you don't want that thing to happen, you have an idea of what you would want to happen if it did. And now, Mark, this is a really odd thing. I recommend people pick a time of day to be stressed. Oh, that, uh, I've never heard that before. Right, that... right. It's, it's odd. But here's what happens. You pick a time of day where your energy level is pretty good, um, say it's like four in the afternoon or whatever it might be, and you take 10, 15, 30 minutes, whatever it is. But this is what happens in the brain. When, you, when your brain knows that you have a time of day that you're going to deal with stress, your body isn't stressed 24-7. It's so, like, so this is when I'm going to sit down and unpack it. Okay, so yeah, and let's let's do that. So tell me if you're going to sit down and you're going to allow yourself to just be stressed, yeah. what what should you do? Talk about what do you tell yourself? What what kind of actions do you do? Do you make a list? Talk about what that looks like to sit down and allow yourself to be stressed. Yeah, well, so first of all, it's just a, um, you sit down and it's like you start thinking, okay, I feel stress. I feel this. What, what are the things that are, I'm worried about? Like, what, what are the things that are important to me? And then you can start to identify, you know, what are those things that are actually causing stress in your life? You know, a big one for folks right now is, you know, do I go back into the office? You know, and what's it going to be like? And is that going to be okay? Um, and to then start saying, oh, well, okay, what can I learn? What can I know? What can I get control over? Um, and uh, so so you, you sit with the feeling, and then you kind of unpack. It's like, well, what are the things that I'm most concerned about? And then take time to see if you can get control over any of those things. So you've had this, I'm allowing myself, and what would you say, 10, 15, 20 minutes? What, yeah. yeah, it varies for different people. And sometimes people want to do it with somebody they're with. You know, it's like, 
you know, if you're, you know, in a relationship, it's like, let's sit down at four o'clock and talk about what we're stressed about. Um, and that can be helpful to people. And then when you are done with that, then for the day, I mean, do you recommend this every day or once a week, once a month? What do you what do you in terms of a time frame? It's, it, it's going to vary. You know, it depends on how stressed you are. You know, so for some people, doing it every day can be very, very helpful. For some people, the stresses are not that big in their life right now, so they may not need to do it that often. And so let's say you're doing it daily for 20 minutes, and then how do you then leave it there? In other words, you've sat down, you've had this stress session, I'll call it, and you you get up from this stress session after you've made some notes and you've you've talked yourself into, you know, I've got a plan now and I've got some things I can do and I've got some ways to cope. How do you then get up from that and leave it there? How do, how yeah. do you not carry it with you? Yeah, well, so that's the thing is, is that you will have an action plan when you do this, right? It's sort of like you will identify what's stressful in your life. You will find out the things that you can actually get control over. You know, what information can I gain? What can I do? And with that sort of activity, then you've got a game plan. Now, some people, after they've had that session, they're like, okay, I've thought about that enough. I've got it in the back of my mind, like what I'm going to do about this, but I need to do something else right now. And what I recommend is that people do something engaging, you know, and whatever that might be. And people, um, you know, have all kinds of things in their life that might be go for a walk, exercise, run, read a book, you know, do something that really engages your full self in an activity um, to kind of uh, make a transition from, okay, I worked on my stress and now I'm letting it go. You know what I, I did last night? Because I, I had the same same thoughts. And by the way, I'm talking with Dr. Carl Clark. He's the president and CEO of Mental Health Center of Denver. Dr. Clark, last night I got home and I felt incredibly stressed. And I thought, you know, I want to go take a walk with my wife. And as it turned out, my wife was busy, and actually I wound up just taking, laying down and taking a nap for about 30 minutes, and I just allowed myself to say, I did exactly what you said without even knowing it. I said, I'm stressed. I just need a break, and so I just laid down. This was in the evening, and so I just laid down for a little bit, and, and actually I, I meditated some and, and just uh, allowed myself to relax, and then, yeah, I got up from that and enjoyed the rest of the evening. I think had I not done that, the rest of the evening would have carried that stress on throughout the night. Yeah, and uh, Mark, that's great. Um, so I will say that on our website, we have a whole list of activities that people can do um, that will help them um, sort of make that transition. Okay, you got to tell us where this website is and then how do you click to get there? Okay, yeah, there are two things. Uh, our, our main website is mhcd.org. And on there, there's a, a, a button that says resources, and there are all kinds of things in there. Everything from how to talk to your kids during a time of stress of all ages, because, you know, it's different for a three-year-old than it is a 13-year-old or an 18-year-old. Um, and um, there are activities that people do, you know, when they're dealing with stress, and sometimes people pick healthy things. And sometimes they pick unhealthy things. I've been there. Yeah. So I can tell you, you know, here in Colorado, you know, the excise tax on alcohol 
has gone out the roof. You know, it's twice as high as it was a year ago because a lot of people have, you know, turned to drinking as a way of dealing with their stress. And so the website has a lot of like very healthy activities that you can engage in. Meditation is one, you know, and I say anything that gets you highly engaged um, is, is good for your overall mental health. You know, some people golf, some people fish, some people run. So things that sometimes physically can really help us um, get out of that sort of stress state. Then we have a second website. It's called youatyourbest.com. So that's Y-O-U-A-T-Y-O-U-R-B-E-S-T.com. And that one is curated resources. So, Mark, you or any listener, when you go on there, depending on your demographics, you know, male, female, or however you identify, you know, age group, um, you go in and it's all about well-being. And you can do well-being assessments and and then actually um, it will curate content just for somebody like you. You know, so the content that you know, is curated for, uh, you know, a teenager is not the same as um, someone that's in their 60s. Um, So it's another great resources of things that you can do that will contribute to your well-being. I like it. Give us that, uh, those two websites again. Give us the addresses. Yeah. The first one is mhcd.org. And the second one is youatyourbest.com. And that's Y-O-U. A-T-Y-O-U-R-B-E-S-T dot com. Dr. Carl Clark, President and CEO of Mental Health Center of Denver. Let's dig in a little bit and talk about your organization. Why do you exist? Well, you know, so the real um, reason for being here is to improve the well-being of everyone that lives in Denver. Denver is sort of where we are, and um, we do that by making sure people have access to the care that they need. So that we know that when we help one individual, um, it helps everyone around them. Uh, the science of, of well-being is really strong, and it shows that, you know, the better your well-being is, the better it is for everyone around you. So it's sort of a ripple effect. And it's also true that when somebody's well-being is not good, it can have a negative impact on the folks around them. So we want people to have access to care. Um, And we see all ages, from young children to the elderly. Uh, We help a little over 20,000 people a year. And um, it's in um, sort of different ways. You know, there are three main things that we do. Um, We certainly uh, do things with the body um, to help the mind. So that might be medication, it might be transcranial magnetic stimulation, but it's also eating right, exercise, getting good sleep, those things that help the body, that help the brain. Then the second thing is our brains kind of do a lot of things, but the three big things are we think, we feel, and we do stuff. And people can have trouble in any one of those areas or maybe more than one area at the same time. And that's what psychotherapy is about. It's really about helping with those three major things of the brain uh, to help people um, be healthy. And we include positive psychology. So it's not just what can go wrong with the brain. It's also what are those things that we can do that help us thrive? 
So the third area that we focus on is actually called social determinants of health. And that's looking at those things that have a bigger impact on people's overall health than anything anybody does in healthcare. So that includes like, you know, having a safe place to live, having a job, going to school, those things that really impact our overall health and well-being. So let's, as we've talked so far, we've talked about some stress, especially around COVID. We've talked about ways to deal with it. We've talked about resources that are available on your website, which is all well and good if that's enough. But what if it's not enough? What if you've gone to the website, you've you've clicked on uh, some of the resources that you've offered, you've gone to that uh, you at your best website, you've looked at some of the resources there, but you're, it's still not you're not there yet. You're not feeling like you really do have mental well-being. What's what's the next step? Yeah. So, you know, uh, people are off. Uh, this is a great question, Mark, because people don't know what to do. And I will say in Colorado, we're fortunate. Um, we have what's called the Colorado Crisis Services, and they have a phone number. It's 1-844-493-8255. Go ahead and right? give that again. Yeah. So that's 1-844-493-8255. And Mark, I can tell you, I wish they hadn't called it a crisis line because people talk themselves out of calling, right? Like somebody's feeling depressed and they're like, I'm depressed, but I'm not really in a crisis. Call this number. These are a group of folks that will help you connect with services no matter where you are in Colorado. So that's a that's a great resource. Um, and then, you know, uh, for folks that are in in Denver, uh, we have a walk in center that's open 24 seven. And it's um, at uh, 4353 East Colfax. That's Claremont and Colfax. And people can go there, you know, and 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 we will uh, connect you with services um, right there on the spot. So let's talk about what that experience would be like. I, I've come to this realization that I, I've tried some self-help things. I've tried going to your website. I've tried some of those resources that you mentioned. Still not quite enough. I've even called perhaps this number, 844-493-8255, and, and still I'm feeling like, yeah, I need to go to your office and, and, and seek out some additional help. What is that experience like? Yeah, well, you know, so uh, it's a very unassuming building, <laughs> unassuming building there at uh, Claremont Colfax, but it says, you know, that it's the uh, the walk-in center. And when you go there, um, you will be, um, uh, uh, you know, greeted um, by um, by a, a staff member um, to find out how they can be helpful and what you're uh, interested in. And, and the way it works right now is that um, we uh, keep the, everything safe with COVID. So you'll, you'll be um, sort of taken to a, a room where you will actually be doing a, sort of a telehealth visit um, with a therapist. And they will, you know, be on the other side of the screen and you're in a safe and clean place and then you can you know, talk to them about, you know, what you're concerned about and what you kind of hope for in your life. That's got to be a little scary for someone who has never been to counseling, for example, 
So I, I know that obviously it's going to be trained therapists that are going to help people feel comfortable. But it is, as we go deeper into that process, what will that look like? Okay, you've had that initial consultation and you've, you've, you've been able to express some things that are really bothering you that you want to work on in your life. Uh, how, where does it go from there? How do, you, how do you then continue down the road of therapy? Yeah, well, you know, so it, it's going to um, first uh, sorting out, you know, what what are we dealing with? You know, so um, is this dealing with stresses in your life? Have the stresses resulted in your actually developing developing an illness? You know, and the most common illnesses um, uh, in the United States are anxiety. Um, you know, of people that are dealing with a mental illness, about one out of five of them, it's an anxiety disorder. And there are different types of anxiety disorders. So it would be sorting out, well, what type of anxiety are you having? Or it might not be anxiety, it might be depression. And then it's sort of like uh, understanding the type of it, uh, depression that you have and is it more sort of biologically based or is it situational based and sorting through that. And then whatever the diagnosis winds up being, then the course of treatment will be helping with that area of that part of your brain that's not um, healthy right now. Dr. Carl Clark, President and CEO of Mental Health Center of Denver. I'm watching the clock, and I knew this was going to happen. We're, we're going to run out of time in about four minutes. So one of the things I do want to cover is we've talked about some of these services. How, how then do people pay for this? Is, do you accept insurance, and do you have a sliding scale, that kind of a thing? Yeah, so um, yes, we do. We, uh, we uh, um, take uh, all major insurances and uh, and when people have nothing, we see them too. So um, that's uh, um, the way we set up our, our organization is that we can take anyone. And I, I do see that on your website under Access Services, you, you have a section by age. So it looks like you, you serve all kinds of people. You've got child and family services and teens and young adult services, adult recovery services. And as one who's re- gone through recovery from, from alcoholism, I can tell you that's very valuable. So talk about the, the scope of, of the people you help and, and how, how that works. Say, for example, you're a parent and you have some concerns about your child, especially Think about this COVID world, and they've had to make switches from in-person to to online to hybrid, and oh, the stress that goes with that. Yeah, well, I can tell you loneliness has impacted so many people, and especially young people, with not being able to go to school the way they want to, and um, the, our, our team that works in the schools, our referrals are twice as high as they were a year ago. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, uh, and, you know, parents um, that are dealing with the stresses of, you know, having their kids at home and being at home and schooling at home um, can be big. And it's not like uh, we all got a sort of a, an instruction book on how to deal with all this. And our um, professional therapists really do understand kind of the interventions that can help both the kid and mom and dad. 
And then you also, and it speaks to my heart, so I'm going to bring it up. You have adult recovery services, and you deal with addictions. Talk about the scope of that. It is, for example, I know AA deals with just alcohol, but then you can also get some other support groups that will treat, uh, for example, more, more uh, harder drugs. Uh, talk about the scope of your addiction recovery process. Yeah, well, you know, when uh, when people wind up, uh, you know, misusing substances, sometimes it leads to addiction, and it can happen with any range of substances. And what's happened in the United States is that actually, you know, heroin, heroin use has gone up, and uh, the, uh, the o- opioid epidemic itself, um, and we've seen increased, uh, you know, deaths from um, from these substances. So we um, we provide, um, you know, the addiction services that helps you with whatever your addiction happens to be. We do have uh, medication-assisted uh, treatment for people that have had um, an addiction with uh, opioids, um, and many people find that uh, life-saving. Dr. Carl Clark, President and CEO of Mental Health Center of Denver, you've got one minute so give us your elevator speech. What is Mental Health Center of Denver? <laughs> well, we're here to power the pursuit of well-being. And if I only have a minute, I'll say this. The most popular course at Yale University in its entire history is called the Science of Well-Being. If you put Science of Well-Being, it's online, it's free. It's those things that you can do in your life that will help you thrive. And Dr. Carl Clark, give us how do we contact you? Give us your websites and uh, help us to to connect with you if we feel like, yeah, this is something I really need to do. Yep. So uh, it's uh, mhcd.org. Um, and the uh, second website is youatyourbest.com. Um, and if people need uh, help right now, you can go to our walk-in center 24-7. That's 4353 East Colfax Avenue. Um, And then the Colorado State Crisis Line. Um, Call even if you're just worried. 844-493-8255. Dr. Carl Clark, President and CEO of Mental Health Center of Denver, thank you so much for being a part of Life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687. Or email us at lifeincolorado at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.